Yeah, my life is a dumpster fire. And I said, unlike a dumpster fire, which keeps you warm, it has no actual benefits. <laughs> to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. I have a cat. <gasps> Hello, Luna. Is it Luna? Yes, it is Luna. She says nothing. She just looks strangely at my microphone. I'm sure she knows that I love her. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, Episode 9, The Castle Said to Hold Eternity. This episode that we are recording today was supposed to go out last week, but there were too many audio issues with the episode, and by the time I realized that, it was too late to re-record. So we're just starting over this week. Yeah, so it goes. Yeah, that's how it happens sometimes. But it'll be okay. Well, we can talk about it again. I only rewatched half of this episode because I still kind of remember it for the most part. So I mostly remember it. I hadn't had a chance to to rewatch it, but I remember what happens. I remember the important things, and that's what's important. Yeah, you had a busy day today. You didn't get to rewatch this. Oh my god! All right, so uh, let's start the episode. I love the architecture in Newtona. Yeah, we get some good architecture in the establishing shots. Some girls run by Utena and talk about how Seonji and Toga are about to duel. They're in the kendo room. I love that kendo is like an actual sport. Yeah, I don't really know much about kendo, but Seonji seems to. It's interesting. I mean, fencing is too, but it's it's similar. Um, from an outside perspective, it looks a little more like aggressive, but I don't know either, so I don't really know. The girls are goading Toga and Seonji about beating each other, I guess. And then they strike. Everybody's watching. Everybody's like, oh, wow, Toga actually can do stuff. And it's because he won, I guess. Even though, like, that's not how it works. They really didn't do anything. I don't know if that's how Kendo actually is or if we no. missed something. Utena hears somebody say the word prince and she's like, prince? Toga tells Seonji not to look so angry with him, old friend. Toga says Seonji is his only friend. And did you see Seonji blush? No, I He I, blushed I didn't very that. slightly when Toga called him his only friend. Oh, be still my heart. I could ship that. I definitely yeah. ship that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Put actually. the garbage together. Oh, that's the best. It's the best description. Anthe is in the garden watering some flowers, and Choo Choo is playing with a roly poly. And here we learn that roly polies really are the only con- universal constant. Seonji walks up and sees Choo Choo fighting with a frog and says, Why must you always come between me and Anthe? And then Utena says that that's Seonji's own fault. She just showed up out of nowhere. I can't tell if he was talking to Choo Choo or her. I, it looks like he's talking to Choo Choo because he didn't seem to know Anthe was there. And Seonji gets mad and kicks Choo Choo. And Utena's like, I bet you couldn't beat me. You couldn't even beat Toga earlier. Seonji's like, what? You saw that? Today was a fluke. Yeah, Seonji says that they have fought each other time and time again over the past 10 years, but today was just a fluke. And Utena's like, I didn't realize you knew each other that long. Seonji says he will possess the Rose Bride. 
Utena asks if Seonji really loves Anthe, and if not, why is he trying to win her in a duel? And Seonji says if he doesn't win the duels, he'll never beat him. Him, in this case, being Toga, I guess? That is what it seems to be. We get a little flashback of baby Seonji and baby Toga fighting and Toga hurting Seonji's hand and bandaging it. Which is like, now that we've gotten into the fact that we're shipping them, like that's like some hardcore ship material right there. Yes, it is. Seonji says that with Anthe, he will possess eternity. And he says that Anthe told him that she too desires something eternal. Whatever that means. We're getting another flashback. Seonji and Toga are riding in the rain. Have we, have we discussed whether or not, like, to what extent, like, Yutena kind of sort of implicitly buys all of this? Because she just does not ask the questions you'd expect to, her to ask when they talk, like, I'm looking for eternity. Nobody asks any questions in this, for the most part, which is... Oh, no, no, we're, we're going to get me. to the day. We're going to get to the day when um, uh, Nanami is going to finally question something, one of the many things that don't make sense. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, in this flashback that we are still in, Toga and Seonji have just learned that a young girl lost her parents and she ran off and nobody can find her. And one of the guys asks if the little girl has been spirited away, but the other guy says, no, that's ridiculous. Let's just search a little longer. Toga seems to mysteriously know where the girl is. Because he goes into what appears to be... What's the word for that? Like a, a mausoleum? It's really just a church. Is um, that a church? I can't really tell. Yeah. It looks like it's just a normal church and they have the coffins out. It's a church and there's three coffins and they all have roses on them. And Toga is opening one and Seonji's freaking out. Tell him to cut it out. Oh, to- Seonji looks so upset. Seonji may be but I, I feel bad for him. little baby sandwichy that is kind of creepy and they open the coffin to find utina on a bed of roses in the coffin and toga tells her everybody's looking for her and she asks if he's gonna tell anybody that she's here he says he won't he picks up some of her hair and says he's always an ally to girls he's chivalrous (sighs) after all he asks her why he's hi- why she's hiding here, and she says she belongs here because her parents are in the coffins next to her, and there is an extra coffin there, so clearly it was meant for her, according to Utena logic. Living That's on so makes her sick. Bleak. It's, it's so bleak. Very bleak. Very sad. Why does everyone go on living if they all have to die someday, she asks Toga. Utena says there's no such thing as something eternal, and Seonji's like, something eternal? It's really hard to think of them as being, like, garbage later. (laughs) They say that she needs to get out of the coffin, but she says she'll just find another coffin. She never wants to come out into the sunlight again. It's very sad. Very strange. Very sad. Seonji's like, we can't just leave her there. We can't just let her do this. And Toga tells him to show her something eternal. And then the bandage falls off his hand, off of Seonji's hand. And then we're to the next day in that flashback still. And apparently Utena left the coffin and Toga and Seonji are spying on her. Seonji thinks that Toga showed her something eternal. 
Toga Kiryu, he's always been ahead of me, always living in a world I can't imagine. Did he, I don't know, like, did he actually do something? Or was it just sort of a, he figured there's no way we're going to get her out of here, you know, she'll get she'll get over it. I don't know, but Seonji says he'd like to go to the castle floating in the sky, which we will recognize as being the castle over the dueling arena. He says eternity dwells within it and that he's going to go there with Anthe. You know, the first time we watched this, I don't think I thought as much about the whole eternity thing. It's because it doesn't make any sense and they don't really explain what it means. What makes it weird is that it's the kind of thing I would expect someone way more thoughtful. It's not what I'd expect from him. Like, it's it's way too thoughtful. Like, it, it almost seems like this character who is an, who is an idiot and brash and terrible is having this moment where he is acutely aware of sort of his own lack of transcendence and finiteness. And it's just weirdly thoughtful because Seonji is not thoughtful. Yeah, Seonji has not been known for being thoughtful or philosophical in any way. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, the uh, next scene after that was the student council talking, and I think this was where uh, Toga gets the idea about Utena and her prince, because I think it is Jury that tells him that Utena says she met a prince as a child, and Toga goes, hmm, a prince, and then <laughs> like looks quizzically off into the distance, and I think he's putting things together that aren't necessarily there to be put together he is putting together the fact that Utena has met a prince in her childhood and is assuming that he is that prince because he met her when she was a child and did something that he considers princely which, I mean which kind of makes sense like it, it does make sense for him to draw this conclusion like he's obviously wrong but still yeah well we don't know that yet got our little commercial bumper next shot is just rose petals and <laughs> Utena looking at her ring, thinking about having met the prince or whatever. She looks at the ring and says, we'll meet again. And then Toga walks up behind her and puts a cold drink on her face and says, from behind, you seem so lonely. And Utena says, mind your own business. Toga asks her what she's doing here. And Utena says, you know about that castle, don't you? The one we can see floating above the dueling arena. What is it? Asking the real questions. Yeah, she does ask a single real question, even though I said nobody answers any or asks any questions. Toga grabs her by the waist and she blushes. And he says, wasn't your prince someone like me? And she drops her drink and gets mad and tells him stop fooling around but she's still blushing and he's like and takes a sip out of his drink do you also kind of think that those drinks look like arizona iced tea because yes yes i do do. they do they look like small arizona iced teas i knew that togo was evil arizona iced tea arizona iced tea is great if you're evil well, I guess so. Seonji seems to have gotten a letter from End of the World, it looks like. But before we can find out what's in it, we cut to Aiko and Biko talking about UFOs. Aiko, Biko, UFO. <laughs> and Santa Claus. Look, a UFO. Where, where, where are they? Oh, come on, it's a shooting star. No, it wasn't. It was a UFO. It was sort of wobbly, like flying zigzag. Fine, it was a zigzagging shooting star. There's no such thing as UFOs. Don't. It was back in kindergarten. 
What was? When I found out there was no such thing as Santa Claus. Oh, brother. But that's all right. I know now. Know what? That wizards and fairies and princes on white horses and kind-hearted true friends. They're just fantasies. But it's all right. We, we know that, that now. So please, just leave me the UFOs. That might be difficult. Oops. Uh -oh. I love their little skits. They're very cute. Sometimes they're like surprisingly dark, though. Yeah. Like they're all like true-hearted, good, kind friends only exist in fantasy, and you're like, wow. Utana calls out to Anthe and says, "Hey, it's dinner time," and she finds Choo Choo eating a from a bar a bag of cookies or crackers or something. She asks him where Anthe is, and he just starts to eat more furiously. And Utana's oh. like, "Is that her?" Because apparently the phone was ringing. The other person uh, yeah. on the phone says Anthe Himamio was spirited away tonight. Check out the dueling arena and it's Toga. We get to see from a brief shot that it is definitely Toga calling. I would say how did you not recognize his voice but then I remember that like I can't recognize people's voices on the phone all the time so I guess I'll give her a pass on that one. It seems that Anthe and Seonji are talking to each other and Anthe tells him that if she doesn't get back, Utena will get worried. And Seonji's like, I don't care about Utena. And he's going to put his ring to the thing so that they can go up there. And Anthe's like, you can't do it. I can't go up there with somebody I'm not engaged to. And Seonji's like, end of the world told me the castle's coming down tonight. So we're going up there. I won't let anyone have it. The one you will gain eternity with is me. He says to Anthe, and next shot is Utena running up to where the dueling arena is. She finds Seonji face down in some water. Which, I feel like he should be dead, honestly. Yeah, probably. She slaps him she awake. slaps him awake. And he's like, huh? And she's like, where's Anthe? What were you doing? And he's like, what are you doing here? She tells him that she was told Anthe had been spirited away, and he remembers them meeting Utena, him and Toga meeting Utena for a moment, thinking about the term spirited away. He comes to his senses and is like, where's Anthe? And Utena's like, that's what I'm asking you. They see that the door to the dueling arena is open. So they decide to both run through it and up to the dueling arena. And there is a rose with a coffin in it, in the center of it. And that coffin well, has creepy. a rose on it too. Because of course it does. And what could possibly be in the coffin... Seonji kind of seems legitimately traumatized by this. Yeah, he keeps having flashbacks, and I feel like Anthe like, is it's in the weird coffin. She doesn't seem bothered, but like, he seems like legitimately really traumatized by that thing that happening. She may have repressed it. Some pillars shoot up out of the ground. Good Seonji having his one moment where he's almost mildly heroic. The rose that has Anthe in it is up on a pillar. Ujina's up on a pillar now. Seonji's down on the ground. And it seems like the castle's coming down. Seonji looks happy about that and starts laughing maniacally. He says, end of the world. Keep your promise to me. Give me eternity. And then everything starts to crumble, including the pillar that... Utena was on, so she had to jump to another one. The top of the castle falls and lands right on top of Seonji. Utena is hopping from one crumbling pillar to another, trying to get to Anthe's so that she can save her. This is some like Madoka metaphysical crap right here. Yeah. The rose explodes, 
leaving Anthe just sort of floating there. And Utena grabs her, and we see a shot of the castle spinning in a circle. And Seonje being like, what? What's going on? Apparently the castle didn't fall. Was Seonji hallucinating? Who knows? He asks, what was that just now? And that's what we're wondering too. So go shared fever dream. Or more likely, my theory is all kinds of failed timelines up in this thing. Anthe seems to be non-responsive and Utena's trying to get her to do something and Seonji's like, no, Anthe's gonna go to the castle with me. Yeah, this is where he like loses it. Like he's just a jerk before, but he like goes like legit off the wall crazy. Anthe finally opens her eyes and Utena's like, what happened? Anthe's like, IDK. And Seonji's like, I got a sword. I'm a fucking stab you. He goes crazy eyed. And he attempts to stab Utena, but before he can, Toga has jumped in the way. Where did he come from? Who knows? Where does anyone come from? Well, I guess when you put it that way. (laughs) And Utena's like, what the fuck, Toga? And Toga's like, your prince was a guy like me, wasn't he? Because he really, he either really thinks he's Utena's prince or he is playing her. And Seonji's like, why you always gotta do that? And Toga's like, because I'm chivalrous, man. With his, with his, like, just look at that face. Yeah, that is a shit-eater grin. We see Toga in bed, draped by women, talking on the phone. Oh, there are three of them. There are three women in Toga's bed. And he's like, nah, I'm alright, the wound was shallow. I guess I have a flair for the dramatic. And And Seonji's being expelled. I just I, fi- I just noticed this time around that you can hear them softly giggling in the background. Toga says, a one who believes in true friendship is a fool. And then the episode is over. Which is really sad because earlier Toga was like, Seoji, you're my only friend, right? But he didn't mean it because he doesn't believe in friendship. Because he's a jerk. He's like, he's, he's Machiavelli. Like, it's always the thing with him is that there are always plans within plans. Plans with him, plans with him, plans with him, plans. Never actually sincere, because even when he's sincere, it's really a plan. Yeah, we get a lot of that next week. Quote unquote, next week. The next episode. I'm. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm going to try to have both this episode and episode 10 edited to be released this week. They may not be able to be released on the same day, but I'm going to try to have them both out this week. So, technically, the next episode, we get a lot of Toga being a manipulator. That was sort of introduced in this episode. So yeah, that was an episode. That was definitely an episode. How do you feel about that Seonji Eternity stuff? Because it's kind of weird and it kind of comes out of nowhere in the same way that a lot of characters' motivations come out of nowhere. I I like it, kind of. Um, oh yeah? The fact that it's Seonji is weird, but that's mostly because of the way that he was introduced. Seonji in the very beginning is brash and and weirdly naive and nothing about him is thoughtful or even mildly inquisitive about the world around him. But there is, in the whole first arc, there's this sort of weird naivete about him. Like, at first, like, I've kind of flipped on the two of them, where Seonji's pretty terrible, but there's a weird, there's a sort of terrible, like, his terribleness is not quite as 
terrible <laughs> as Toga's is. Like, Toga plans, and Sonji's just dumb. Like... I think part of what leads us to be inclined to think that Seonji is worse inherently at first has to do with the fact that in the first few times that we see Seonji, he is like physically abusive towards Anthe. He Mm -hmm. is mean and dismissive to Wakaba. He does things that are more outwardly diabolical to other people, but as we learn more about Toga and we get to sort of see behind the layers that even other characters on the show don't get to see, we see that Toga is actually a worse person, as it were, than Seonji is. Seonji's just a little more outward about it, but Toga is more of an Aaron Burr type. Yeah, like, his his badness is a lot more, like, it's it's not premeditated quite as much. Like, there there are things that happen in this. Everything about Toga is premeditated. Yeah, there are things that are in this arc that almost, one could almost see that Seonji sees himself in this really incredibly wrong and misguided sort of way as being a hero, heroic figure, whereas Toga has no illusions as to what he is. As this episode obviously shows, that Toga, everything is just an act. It is all Machiavellian machinations towards power or whatever he wants. Yeah, as far as I can tell, it doesn't seem like Toga has any sort of misconceptions about himself other than thinking he is chivalrous. But all he does is say he's chivalrous, so we don't even know if he actually thinks he is chivalrous. He just keeps saying that he's chivalrous. I'd say he doesn't. Like, I mean, that seems to be very much in line with saying something but not not necessarily having to um, live it out. Like that what was interesting to me is that like and there and when they encounter Utena like in that time, Seonji seems like a pretty normal kid. He's like, we can't just let her like lay in the coffin, we should get her out. And like he has this sort of normal reaction. Toga has this weird dramatic reaction. Like it's all just this big dramatic story he is writing about himself, and Seonji seems pretty normal. I would venture to me- say that Toga is part of the reason that Seonji turned out to be garbage. Yeah, that's actually where I was going. I I think that after this episode especially, it definitely makes me feel like Seonji went bad and at least in some part thanks to Toga twisting him into a useful tool. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's not something that I considered the first time we watched this episode either. But yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing to consider the idea that Seonji could have just been like a normal kid that was being taken advantage of by Toga who's a jerk and it's this extended friendship with Toga that has warped him into this toxic person that he is like his all the bad things that he does are wrapped up in his his searching after Anthony and this eternal thing that that he is sort of like he's trolled like this this mildly traumatic event as a kid has sort of cemented in his mind this idea of his own mortality, his own finiteness, which kind of comes out as he is brash, he is he is daring in his own mind, um, when it really he's just a jerk. But in his own mind, he's brash and daring and, and, and brave, and he sees himself this way, and Toga allows him to continue on this path by just sort of like poking and prodding until the time comes that you know to toga he might as well be something to be harvested like he's he has been useful but now he'll be more useful to me if he takes the fall thus making me look great yeah 
and it's 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 kind of like you don't really forgive him for doing those things but it makes it kind of it makes it kind of sad yeah every character in the show has a lot of layers and a lot of things that influence the decisions that they make whether the characters themselves realize that or not and that's one of the reasons that i think this show is so interesting is because mm-hmm. it's really there's this weird overarching plot but it's not really about the plot a lot of the time it's about the character dynamics and the character relationships and the way that characters interact with each other and affect each other and yeah it's it's what makes the show so compelling sometimes is just seeing the ways in which these people affect each other for better or most of the time for worse most of the time i i feel like there are characters who get better but not a lot of them and it's complicated because nobody comes out unscathed as we learn in the next arc oh definitely black rose arc gets dark and then it only gets darker from there honestly i'm a little worried about the fact that you think that you say it gets darker after this the second arc I could tell you how, but that would be spoilers. No, I'm concerned. You should be. You should be very concerned for the fates of our main characters that we are attached to. That was a good episode. Weird episode. I oh. I still feel weird about like the fact that Utena and Seonji and Toga apparently all met each other, but none of them brought any attention to this until nine episodes in when they all met in the first... Well, Utena didn't meet Toga in the first episode, I don't think, but she met Seonji, who it's kind of weird. I don't know. I guess he might not have recognized her from when she was a kid, but like, I don't know. It seems like he might could have recognized her or maybe he was repressing that memory until Toga said something about it too. I don't know, honestly. I mean, it would make sense if he didn't recognize her from kid to now because, you know, people look and look super different. I guess we don't really know how old Utena was when her parents died. They just said she was really yeah. young and they're supposed to be like like 14, 14 to 17, I think is the age range of our characters here. So, I so maybe 7. I don't I don't even know how long it's been between when that happened to now even. So who knows? Nothing. But yeah, uh any other thoughts? I don't think so. I guess that uh that about does it for this episode. It was alright, but next episode Darker things are coming. Next episode is uh the one with the cat, if you recall. Uh, well, at least you don't have to do that episode again since we already recorded it. I know, you're just like, I Why know. did you have to remind me? I know, like it it's like Brings it all back up again. But since that that does us for this week, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtenaCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Josh, what's your Twitter handle? Lyrewolf, and that is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imagineandutena.tumblr.com. If you like Utena, that's a good place to get some Utena content because I like to reblog fan art and stuff there. And occasionally I'll post snippets of dialogue from episodes that I'm working on, whether it be episodes of the podcast or using audio from the episodes of Utena themselves as part of the podcast. So, you know, just if you like Utena and you want more Utena content in your life, you should follow us on Tumblr. If you have any comments or questions, you can send those to our Twitter or you can email them to us at imagineandutena at gmail.com. And I guess that does it for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. Good luck.